guys. We're back on the pod, man. I had to turn him back on for my guy. I didn't think we were going to get him in here. Nick said no, dude. <laughs> he said no? He what? said no. He said that uh, if, it was, uh, if we had the laptop right here, that you would just type type your answers to yeah. us. We got Daniel Butler in the building. Daniel, what's up, bro? I'm just chilling. You know. You're always Our, chilling, dude. That's the way to be. Yeah. It doesn't seem like anything ever bothers you, man. Nah, I can't because... I mean, usually I'm just calm, cool, and collective. You know Hell I mean? yeah, dude. Um, nah, because... You can't. I can't let stuff get to me. So that's how I've always been just calm. And, you know, it is what it is. You Your know. job's frustrating, dude. It can be, but it's, you just gotta learn how to manage it. Yeah. Like the way I manage it is, I um, you know, I work all the time, but also work out a lot. So that helps me manage it. That's like, that's like priority for me. I see that, man. Yeah. You're a beast. So uh, it used to be. I'm trying to get back there. Yeah. yeah I mean. Uh, got injured my back actually still hurts right now but what happened nah it's like i injured my back like maybe probably i don't know like three or four times from lifting from lifting yeah and so then uh finally i got an x-ray and it's like one of my vertebrae is like it shifted to the right like it's like it's like somebody twisted it yeah and then moved it forward so i work i'm working on realigning it putting it back whatever but so I have to kind of like lay off of squatting too much or whatever. So how'd you uh, grow? Well, before we get past that, dude, anybody listening right now that's not familiar with you, uh, what do you do? Oh, well, I, um, I tune. Um, I work in multiple different spots, but basically my main job is tuning. I also work with Hondetta. Um, and then I tune. So basically I tune at Church Automotive Testing in Wilmington. Uh, I do remote tuning. I tune my buddy's shop in Cape Power. Um, Church Auto. We also have a shop in Vegas at F and Works Performance. Yeah. So we tune there. Um, so I'm basically always. You're basically the man. Yeah, I'm always you know, <laughs> the man or the man behind the scenes. I'm not trying to like. I'm not like too mainstream like that. You know. Um, maybe here and there sometimes, but I'm usually the person behind the scenes and kind of like it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? Yeah. Do you feel like you benefit from that? You stay away from all well, stuff going on. It's like the way I look at it right now. It's like. I'm trying to, well, what I've been trying to do, I actually cut back on stuff because I used to actually do like a lot of mechanical work, uh, like side jobs, but I cut back on that because, you know, so I can focus more on like tuning and um, keeping everybody happy because if you try to over, if you overextend yourself, then you're going to fall short somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, uh, again, the main thing is just, you know, tuning and then getting more versed in other engine management systems. So, I mean, I do a lot of different engine managements, you know, I'm probably known for, People probably think all oh, all he all he tunes is probably Hondas, but actually, that's actually the least amount of car. At least, if you if you if in my tu- you know day to day tuning, yeah. one car that I tune at least is actually Hondas. Really? Yeah. So what do you do? What do you tune more of? Well, it comes in spurts. So you can say I do a lot of like Subarus. Actually, if you say what's the most thing I do is Subarus. Oh really? Subarus, but lately you know Subarus and in spurts Evos, and then you know you got your Hondas and you got your people with your standalones with your. AMs, your Haltex, you get um, Miatas, I do a lot of domestics, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, especially as a late, like, I really don't post about what I be doing, you know, mainly because I don't be having time to even post, you know? Yeah. At the same time, you know, having a kid and managing the kid, stuff like that. So, life is actually pretty busy. Awesome, man. Know? So, how old are your kid? Uh, he's, what did he turn? Uh, he's eight right now. No way. Yeah, so having kids and kids, he plays football, so managing that schedule, you Yeah. Know? like i'm juggling like you know five different things at one time you know dude that's that's a hard one man especially for 
you know, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and hustlers, mm-hmm. dude. It's mm-hmm. just trying to balance it all out. Yeah, and it's like, like I say, now it's kind of bad to where like I'm always um I'm having to book things like you know sometimes a month out. Yeah. You know, because it's like, you know, one thing after another, you know, and but at some point something's gonna have to give, so I'm about to cut back on certain other things. But my main my main thing again is just tuning yeah you know and innovating and thinking of new things to do stuff like that and you know and certain people where they you know have a need at you know yeah that's my main thing so how did you even get into tuning well i used to be a customer at um church auto so shine shine used to tune my car and then um i actually i actually first started in the community on club rsx so then um i used to like do threads on um how to like do stuff to your car or whatever you know and it wasn't for like i'm when I started, I wasn't for money. Yeah. And still to this day, it's not for money. Just money's involved now, you know. So I actually liked what I did, you know. So then it got to a point to where one well, of my buddies was like, hey, well, can you install, you know, my turbo kit on my car? I was like, sure, I guess, whatever. Yeah. So then, I, like I said, I was doing installs, and then um, people take their car to church and get tuned. And so then um, I'll always go with them. And then, I, you know, I've been knowing Sean since about, well, I became, became a customer like in 2004. So is Sean the owner? Sean's the owner, yeah. Okay, got you, got yeah. you, got you. So I mean, I remember I bought my K Pro when when it was like a thousand yeah. something. Oh from, shit! From uh, I don't know if people remember Kevin at Epic Motoring. So I got my K Pro from him, and then Sean was across the way. He was tuning, and then that's how I, I met Honda back in like 2004, 2003. Wow. So I've been knowing these guys for a long time, and then I you can say I started working with Sean in 2007 because he asked me, "So oh, is this something you want to try to do?" I was like, "Oh, I'll try it, see what it's like," you know. So. Um, try it out and then it kind of worked out and then you know from there it just it just grew you know you've been tuning since then since 2007 yeah. so basically since 2007 that's all I do all day long is just tune you know? so is it still fun to you oh it's still it's still fun you know um, the main thing that I tell people that made me last as long as it being versed in other platforms you know? yeah yeah because yeah. if you only do if you only specialize in one thing then you know that can only get you so far so people actually you know what car do you specialize in i like well i specialize in tuning yeah you know what i mean yeah, i mean yeah. there are certain cars i know more about or naturally if you have them you know or deal a lot with them but yeah. you know for me it's just general just knowledge of how to make an engine magic work you know? have you ever got into uh exotics uh not as far as tuning not yet you know it hasn't really came my way yet i'm pretty sure it will i mean it's all about networking so you know yeah. I, I know people with exotics so I'm pretty sure it's bound to come at some point, you know. Is that so, something you're down to tackle? Oh, yeah, I'm down to tackle anything, you know. Now, when people, when, say, me, from outside looking in, when I think of an exotic, it just mm-hmm. it just seems like out of the realm of mm-hmm. even finding a bolt kit for it, yeah. you know. So is it really that much different than a regular car? Or is it if you just know how to tune, you just have to change the way you would do it on this car versus that car? Yeah, and then me, the way I kind of do it is... um. It's kind of. It might seem kind of unprofessional, but I tell people like, "Hey, when it comes to me, ask them like, how many pistons are in the car?" So <laughs> yeah. they like they'll give me a code like, "Oh, I have an SR20 red top." I'm like, "Yeah, four pistons in there." Yeah. Or I got a LS3. I'm like, "It's a V8." You know, so that's what I think about how many pistons are in the car. You know, what engine manager you got? You know, and is it port or direct injection? Most things right now are just is port. You know. Yeah. So I really don't get into all the specifics of what engine is it. Just basically, it's an engine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Then. You got your, you know, they all need spark, they need fuel, and they need air. And then we go from there, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, if you want to get into the theory of how to make the power go to the ground, it's like, you know, you have an optimal slip rate you want in certain conditions, you know, and then 
and then there's multiple ways you can control it you know and then getting your car to act properly is all based on you know how much time and effort you put into you know dialing it in whether it be on the street track road race drag race you know whatever yeah you know? so so you got to kind of build a relationship with the customer right and figure yeah. out what they need yeah usually like what i do is i ask people you know what are they trying to do what are their goals you know when they come to the shop order i'm doing a car i'm like well how much part do you want to make what are you trying to do you know and then they ask me well what do you think you know whatever you think is safe i'm like well what i think is safe is subjective you know what i mean yeah i'm like if you want if you want to know what safe is for me safe is factory you know <laughs> anything you do over factory you're basically getting closer to the edge of the okay. cliff you know what i mean so it's like how close do you want to get to the edge okay. of the cliff oh shit that's a good way i mean that's 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 what safe is there's no such thing in my opinion as a safe tune yeah you know this is basically like i said the more power you make the closer you are to the edge yeah, yeah you know yeah. that's in anything you know now with tuning do you ever run into okay. issues where you right. get some sort of failure mechanical failure oh, and yeah. then they try to pass that on to you yeah and so then you know over the years i learned to kind of manage that and then like for me you know since i tune a lot of cars every day i would say i probably have more failures more often than others because it'd be sometimes i might tune like you know on average i probably right now probably tune on average like three cars a day if you want to average it out some days gonna be like six cars some days gonna be like two cars on average like you know three to four and then you know especially in our area if you if you're known for you can produce horsepower then you're going to get more risky stuff you know so yeah. people are going to bring a car to you because they think you know how to do everything but then if their car is not set for a certain kind of way then it's like the problem is going to arise when i touch it yeah you know because then it can, it can work the negative way if they bring you the car and they're expecting this miracle or some some kind of horsepower number and you don't deliver they're gonna be like oh well i thought this guy knew what he was doing you know what i mean so it's like either way you're gonna be screwed you know either deliver or you don't deliver but when you deliver just hope that uh you know that everything's gonna hold together so how do you navigate around that with somebody trying to blame it on you well first like i said ask person what they're trying to do i ask you know what's the history behind the car you know sometimes you know trying to be where i ask them well why do they want me to do it you know because they're like especially in california there's a lot of options yeah there's a lot of tuners that are you know really good i never you know bad mouth anybody you know and people like ask me like you know or they say like, oh i went to this one person will do whatever i'm like well it's not that person doesn't know what they're doing it's just basically you know each tuner has different experience with different stuff you know there i'm there's people that know a lot more than i do you know what i mean there's always gonna be somebody that knows more than you or there's always gonna be a car that's faster than you that doesn't mean that you don't know what you're doing that's just where you're at you know um you know i can say i've been blessed to where there's been people that have worked with me you know that uh that allowed me to develop my skill in their car so that's ultimately what you need is you need somebody that believes in you to develop your skill or what you can do is you can also just do stuff on your own car so that's kind of like what i did like i have you know i've, I've had a evil 10 i have a s2000 i had a rs6 type s whatever and um, um so then it's like on those platforms i was able to you know develop my skill on those cars there's other guys that interest me in their v8 stuff like that you know from start to finish yeah so it's mainly either you buy your own car or equipment and test and develop yourself or you have people that believe in you that's you know when you network with people or whatever they, they'll be they'll be willing to you know work with you even yeah. though if you don't it can be like five other options that they can get it done in like five minutes yeah whereas like no i want you to do it and you know take your time and figure it out gotcha. you know what i mean so it's like everybody starts from somewhere you know nobody's born an expert you know yeah so, yeah, yeah. No, but that's, that's a good mentality but getting back getting back to the question how I maneuver through that like again asking what's in the car and then you know being in an industry you can um just from experience you'll know what'll work and what doesn't work 
So if somebody like, you know, for instance, wants to make, you know, 900 horsepower on a, okay. a B20 VTEC yeah, on stock sleeves, yeah. you'd be like, hey, bro, this thing's not going to hold. <laughs> you know, you got, the, you got the weakest sleeve in the that Honda makes. Yeah. But, you know, it will hold to an extent. You know, I have, I've, I've done some cars that um they were supposed to blow up, but that way we pushed it way too far. It just depends on how the car's taken care of from the start, you know. Yeah. Some steps will handle right right away and some will just fail right away yeah and i tell people something you know with me especially from doing it a while i can tune like you know 12 different cars the same way the 13th one's gonna blow up yeah so then and that's just because of the nature of the beast you know you're, you're gonna get burnt at one point so what i've done is i kind of like i would tune a certain way then i'll kind of adjust with the times you know what i mean it's like even in california our gas changes you know, so you can, mm. well, we know we can, you can, we can tune cars one way and we'll, we can tell when the car, when the gas is changing because it's like, we'll, we'll, we have one tuning style. We notice like, say for instance on a Subaru, um, the cars, want to, they want to knock more, they want to detonate more. So we have to dial it back and we notice that trend, you know, especially in California with our gas. So it's like all, basically what I'm saying is as you're tuning, you can't get stuck in your ways. You got to always, you know, kind of like alter the way you do things and then be open for, uh, for suggestions, you know what yeah. I mean? So if people like you know give you input you can't be you know cocky like oh i know everything i'm not gonna listen or you know be willing to listen to people you know to an extent you know so it's basically you know it's like being a teacher a teacher when they get their credential or whatever they're always going back to school to better themselves same thing goes with tuning you know yeah so so in racing i know there's a lot of competition mm -hmm. um, in tuning do you feel it's the same way or do you guys feel like there's sort of like a brotherhood because you kind of understand what everybody goes through i would say on the surface it may seem like competition but then at least from what i've been seeing when you get to know other tuners or you talk to them then it's like it's like a brotherhood you know it's like yeah we're all in it to make money but then the way i tell people is like you know we all can eat off this you know so it's like Think of, think of it this way it's like when you were a kid you had more fun playing with your toys with other people yeah 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 you know so it's almost like you know i walk in competition i actually like competition so if there's a, a person that's you know a competitor whether they are quote unquote not as good as me or quote unquote better than me i actually like that you know because it's like it's fun yeah you know what i mean and then i think it should be okay where you can talk to or tuner you know and and, and you know, just say what's up. You don't have to be, you know, rivalry and stuff like that. You know, just because you, you know, you're over here, I'm over there. Yeah, you know I mean, so I'm not like that because, like I said, it's enough. It's enough food for all of us to eat. So yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I feel you. And um, next weekend, you're gonna be headed out to H Day. You're going to H Day, yeah. What are you gonna be doing out there? Well, actually, I'm gonna be out there with Honda. Oh, okay, you're gonna Honda be at the booth. booth. Yeah, we at the Honda booth at H Day, and then um, someone's gonna pull you out. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's the thing. I know people on the East Coast, but like I said, I'm behind the scenes, yeah. so I don't. You're not gonna, at least right in that right now, you're not gonna, you're not gonna see like, you like see other tuners come over to Cali sometimes yeah. to tune. You're not gonna see that for me, at least not right now. You know what I mean? Um, that's not really my focus. And then, and another aspect, I really don't need to. What I am I down to do it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's like if they wanna, if they wanna pay for it. But again, it's not about it's about money. It's just time. It's, yeah, it's definitely. The time, no, you know? I totally understand that. Um, but then um, I will be at uh, IFL Bakersfield. That's right, yeah. the weekend after. The weekend after, day, I'll right? be there. We'll be racing and seeing what's going on with that. And then um, uh, tentatively, I will probably be at uh, World Cup Finals. Oh, and then shit. there probably will be some... Is I'm not going to be there for, for spectating. Yeah. So tentatively, we'll see, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm a, um, you're going to be seeing more and more of me, you know, you can say at least in a... Well, I mean, I'm already in there in the sport front stuff, but you're going to probably be seeing more and more of me 
you know, doing that. You know, I actually started driving like two months ago. No way. Yeah, so I'm driving on Skunky's car, whatever. Oh, so, you know, developing that and wait, seeing, Skunky is that that guy who has the motorcycles? No, no, Skunky he has the he has the red Integra. Oh, he's a red, he's a red, he's a red, he's a red integrity. He's been around for a while. Wasn't there a guy that used to race with motorcycles named that in like the Compton kind of area? I don't know, maybe I'm fucking tripping. Dude. No, I mean, he used to street race, but I don't know. Motorcycles, not, not, not him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, he used to be in the scene, probably still is in the scene, whatever. But yeah. What area are you from? Well, I'm originally from the Long Beach area, okay. so I grew up, you know, basically, if you want to say, I was born in, I was born in Harbor City, lived in Hollywood, then lived in L.A., then lived in Long Beach, then technically lived in Paramount, but went to school, at, you know, in Long Beach, yeah. Long Beach probably whatever, went to Long Beach State, so I would say, generally speaking, I'm a, I'm a Long Beach native because I've always lived in the area. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. How was it growing up out there? Oh, it's pretty chill, you know, you know, no drama, you know, I'm saying, like I said, I'm the same way now as I was then, just chill, laid back, you know. Just chill? Don't say too much unless it's necessary, you know. Yeah. You know, but then once people get to know me, I probably talk too much, you know. But nah. I know how to, I know how to manage it, you know. What I mean? so, yeah, yeah. So, dude. So, what actually even got you into cars? Oh uh, well, that's a funny thing. Like, I would say it's probably because of my dad. Because like when I first went, in, I just wanted to drive. When I was younger, I just wanted to have a driver's license so I can drive. Yeah, I don't care what it was. So, like the actual first car I was driving was like a, a '89 Honda Accord. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I was fine with that. Um, and then I was I needed a new car I went to college so I was looking at I mean think but this is how bad it was I was looking at getting a Corolla <laughs> like a like a 2002 Corolla I just needed something to drive yeah and then we we're looking at Acres and then I was like oh, okay the RSX is cool whatever you know I was looking at the base model my dad was like well, won't you get the Type S if you don't get the RSX won't you get the Type S I was like well, I guess whatever and was what like, was your dad into what kind of cars well he had a uh, he was into domestics he had an El Camino sick so he's into you know American Muscle. I remember helping him build his engine when I was uh, younger or whatever. Um, so you can say it's me being into cars is uh, because of my uh, my dad. Like I said me getting into the scene is probably it's probably because of him because it wasn't for him I wouldn't have got an R6 Type S. Yeah. And then uh, and then you can say for me actually liking driving cars I came from my mom so I was like it's a combination of my mom and my dad. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I said all I want to do is drive and you know. Like I said, I, it started out just being being fun. It wasn't about, you know, making money because people, they asked me, that, oh, well, you know, did you dream to become a tuner or did you, or what school did you go to to become a tuner? I was like, I didn't go to no school to become a tuner. I mean, it's just, you know, just, it's just something that, you know, I fell into, you know, and it, and it worked out, you know. So at that time when you just wanted to drive, was it, mm-hmm. what did you want to do? You just wanted to get out? I just wanted to be able to get around. Yeah, I mean, I could have went to I could have because I used to play football. I could have went to like a, maybe a, a Division two school, no know, shit, for football or whatever. But I didn't want to go out of state because I went out of state, I wouldn't be able to drive. <laughs> so I was like, no, nah, I just stay here and I decided to go to Lummi State. Lummi State didn't have a football team, so I was like, whatever, I don't yeah. care. I'm just go there for academics and then just do whatever, you know. So, so like did said, you end up getting a d- degree from there? No, I still haven't finished it. I call, I call people. I'm I'm a professional student. There you, you know go. I mean? so <laughs> I'm at the basically at the senior level but then i have my kids so it really at the time it didn't make sense for me to go back yet um i do plan to go back but i would say in certain aspects i really don't need to go back yeah i mean i'm pretty sure people know that a college degree isn't everything and yeah. it's not gonna depend on what industry or what you do it's not gonna make or break you, you know especially I mean? in this industry especially in, in this industry um it does help it's a good fallback um but you know like I said, I'm my son. I'm gonna make sure he goes to college. But 
Wait, am I supposed to set up right now? If I didn't, if I didn't go back, I'll still be fine. But I'm gonna go back just to finish, just to have the, you know, get my bachelor's degree and then eventually get my master's degree. But I'll still probably be in cars, you know. Good for you, dude. What so. was your degree? What do you well, I was going for first business economics, and then I was gonna basically, I was gonna start majoring in criminal law. Oh shit. You know, but yeah, that's another thing that interests me is uh, criminal law, or whatever. But like I said, cars end up being the thing for me, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, another thing I used to do before cars, but that people probably wouldn't. Uh, think that I did I used to do um, catering you know? oh, no so like you know doing like major events you know uh, weddings uh, bar mitzvahs uh, you name it that's what I was the main thing I was in the food industry oh shit dude you done everything yeah I used to do all the um, all the decor and all that stuff stuff like that so this yeah. is a complete swap from what I used to do you know but it worked out you know what I mean yeah it's fucking paying the bills and you're badass at it dude mm -hmm. appreciate it appreciate it yeah hell yeah you've definitely helped me out a couple times yeah, yeah, yeah. and we were just talking about you earlier when Nick was on I have a, a full turbo kit mm -hmm. and when I get it on I'm gonna take it to you but I'm kind of uh, lazy in doing it I know I did I just got a turbo kit for my S2000 and as I was opening the box or unboxing it or whatever I got discouraged of putting it in <laughs> Like it's gonna be a lot of work. <laughs> I, I feel you, dude. I still gotta, I gotta coat everything. Yeah. Uh, I still gotta. I tell people I got this trouble. I gotta do a free install. I gotta do a free tune. <laughs> you know that the, my my S thousand that that car is on Motec, so I gotta. Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to um, getting that thing. It's because it's time. That's it, yeah, man. It's time. You know what I mean, and that's uh, what I wanted to touch on, man. When you're a very productive person, you realize how valuable time, time really is. Yeah. So, I mean, that and then, like I said, and just trying to manage all the different work that I have. And, and I want to do more. Yeah. So I got to figure out how to do more and still be, you know, efficient. So like what does your typical day look like? Typical day? Like start to finish. Uh, optimally? Yeah. I'll wake up. Uh, okay, wake up. Do like, you know, 100 to 150 burpees. Oh, shit. Uh, cook breakfast. If I wake up early enough, then I go to the gym and do about you know 30 minutes of cardio. Then after that, go to work. After work, go back to the gym again. No and way. Then, and then um, do my little workout plan, whatever. So it's like you know, you got Monday is chest day, Tuesday is uh, uh, back, Wednesday is legs, Thursday is um, um, shoulders, and then Friday is arms. On all those days, you do like your little small muscles too, whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. also just your focus groups. And then after I work out, then I go, um, if I have to, I'll go back and do some work uh, after hours at work. And after that, is basically go to sleep, you know, manage my kid, and that's basically my day. So, it's basically workout, work, workout, go home, go to sleep. So, there's no problem with working out that much five days. Mm, how many I, days is it a week seven usually, days usually I, I try to aim for four to six days a week one day rest day you know gotcha, what I mean? gotcha. that actually helps me because if i don't work out it actually make it actually like i say it actually helps me with um keep my my head together keep my head straight with working because sometimes yeah. a lot of pressure a lot of um a lot of load and i actually get frustrated if i don't work out you know i bet dude i mean so it's like a lot of times i'd rather work out than um then make extra money sometimes. Because I almost I tell people they're all key to my car. I'm like, well, yeah, I can tune your car like after seven thirty at night. Right? After <laughs> I, I got the gym. You know what I mean? Or, you know, like I said, that that helps me keep me sane and keeps me, you know, focused and fit because you know, I'm not trying to basically walk around and be like, you know, forty five years old and out of shape and cool on that. You know what I mean? So Yeah. So what do you see your life looking like in the next five years? 
Uh, I'll say halfway toward. Well, you say five. Well, five years. I mean, generally, in the near future, what are some things that you want to work on? Or well, in five years, that's a good question. I know in ten years. Okay, I, okay. So I would say within ten years, if it's up to me, I want to have the option. If I really want to to, to not retire. But basically, not have to be relying on employers. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'll say that's my long term goal to basically not, you know, basically remove reliance on the employer. Yeah. You know, I'm already doing that right now, you know, but I mean, everybody, I still need a job, you know. Yeah. Um, but it'll be basically, you can say going business for myself. And that's not, that's not necessarily even, might not have to do with cars, you know. Back to catering? Not even that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It could be basically, you know, being in the housing industry or something like that, you know. Like, like real estate, you know, like real estate can be. Um, I'll say the way the way I am, I like to do multiple things. So it can be I, I can do real estate, I can do some with physical fitness, I can still do some with cars, um, whether it be you know tuning or mechanical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe opening or managing a shop, but not actually doing the actual work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I see my, my life switching over to like more of the management type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with a job like that you have it comes with a lot of stress man how, how do you stay motivated to, to keep going on and doing that well like i said for me it's like you know it's you know you making money and you saving for me it's making money saving money for my for, for my future for my kid you know for my family whatever um like i said working out is what helps me um i mean generally speaking every day i'm motivated you know you know the um to keep pushing i'm never really like you know bummed out about anything yeah um i'm always looking forward to the next challenge you know um and it's basically because the more verse you are in things and the more you know your life actually goes smoother you know yeah. so it's almost like you know with tuning you know if you do one thing all the time or you start learning other things it becomes easier and then it's like cakewalk you yeah, know yeah, so it's yeah. like you know you know there's some days i mean i go crazy i'll, I'll especially when we go to vegas and schedule appointments or whatever i'll tune like you know eight cars in one day I'll, I'll drive, wake up in the morning, drive four hours, you know, tune eight cars, get in the car and drive back. So like, I might wake up at six o'clock in the morning. No, sorry. Wake up at like five, leave at six, get there by 10, you know, leave there by like, you know, you know, 10 o'clock at night and get back home by like two in the morning. Wow. You know what I mean? It's just basically like clockwork. It's like getting it done. Yeah. Getting out, you know what I mean? But that only works if you know, and if you have, basically, if you know what you're doing, have a game plan. So I tell people when it comes to tuning is like, um, it's hard to explain it, but like I have a plan on how I like to do things. You know what I mean? And then um, it's like once you know what you what you need to do, you know you know where you need to go. You know what I mean? But if you go into something that you don't know what to do, then that could be frustrating. But then there are going to be times to where I tune stuff, or I'm, I'm going to tune something that I may not know exactly. So now I schedule time to allow me time to figure it out. Yeah. Or sometimes what I do is you a pregame, so you'll study up on something before it even comes to you. You know then when it's time for you know for game time you know what to do you know but can i adapt when i get thrown into something yeah yeah you know what i mean but preferably i like to know what i'm getting myself into before i you know get into it you know yeah so. sounds like you have a really strong work ethic yeah where so. do you think that that comes from oh from my parents you know and then me like i'm not satisfied unless the customer is satisfied so even somebody pay me money if they're not happy then i'm not going to be happy it's almost like i feel like i'm stealing from somebody if they're not happy you know yeah, what I mean? yeah so yeah. It's even though you know like again if you pay me i gotta make sure that you're happy you're satisfied if you need help, any, you know, any questions, let me know. Um, there does come a line to where, okay, I did what I, need to, I had to do. And then it's like, okay, if you need more, then you have to either, either not like pay more, either pay more, or you got to like find me at a time to where I can help you out, you know, on the side or something like that. You know what I mean? 
but usually you know I get everybody my cell phone number they can email me I'm pretty pretty easy to reach usually if I don't respond I got your message and I'll respond at some point you know that's one thing I'm doing try to be better be better at is um basically respond to people in a timely manner you know yeah you know because it could be times to where you know I'll forget I'll forget but it'll be like sometimes it'll be like a month before I respond to somebody <laughs> and I know how it is because a lot of times like I respond late and they went somewhere else no hard feelings you know yeah yeah because yeah. I know how it is I'm the same way it's like I, you know I want an immediate response and then it's like if they don't respond you know very rarely I'll go somewhere else or I'll just basically wait I'll see how it is or sometimes the way I do other people comes back to me so I understand yeah I mean so I don't get all mad like oh this person's taking forever and you know F them nah it's not like that you know what I mean I understand yeah you know what I mean so so you, your boy being eight years old now mm -hmm. that's that's like pretty deep into finding out who he is as yeah. a person what yeah. it what is he into he's into fortnite oh shit <laughs> he's into fortnite i mean luckily he has a he's a really big i mean he has a big family on his mom's side and on my side um but he's pretty occupied like he you know has a he, you know he, he goes to school when he's right like right now he's playing football if he's nice. not playing football he's golfing if he's not golfing then he's swimming if he's not swimming then i'm gonna start putting him in some like um some tech programs to get them to learn the tech side of things you yeah. know Cause that's where the future is going with tech technology yeah. you know what i mean um but he's just doing it right now he's just having fun you know he's really smart he's getting tall too so yeah. <laughs> you know so and then I'll, i don't have to manage him full time so that kind of helps a little bit too you know what i mean yeah 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 so yeah so yeah. how did you get into tech did you realize at a young age that it, it was going to be a beneficial mm. for you or were you I'll, just on myspace let me see tech i mean when i was younger i went to like different tech camps but i was i'm trying to think what was i really i was just kind of like rolling with the punches actually you know what i mean i wasn't really like when i was younger i think like i wasn't really setting what i wanted to do i actually went to college they are actually what do you want to major in and so i didn't want to know and so then i kind of like winged it for as long as i could and so then i guess when you get to like your halfway mark in college they make you pick a major and then, and then you have to take this exam that whatever, I forgot what it was called, whatever. But then at that point, I picked business, business economics, whatever. So you can say I didn't really know what I wanted to do probably till yeah. like maybe my junior year, you know. Like I said, I thought it was, you know, one thing, but it ended up being another thing. Like I said, we're in the, it ended up being that the car thing worked out, you know. Yeah. You know, but it's kind of odd because uh, I wasn't really gearing towards that, yeah. you know. But it worked out and, you know, and it's funny, like I said, you always learn it every day. So it's like things that I didn't understand. Even in college, I understand now just from working with, you know, say, cars or, you know. Yeah. You know. So, it's like, actually, my math got better when I started working, you know, tuning cars than it was when I was in college. Do you, you know? use a lot of math tuning? Uh, me, personally, no, just mainly multiplication, division. That's basically all I do right now. I mean, there's some other stuff that I do, but, nah, I mean, no. I mean, I mean a lot of it is memorization, too. So I memorize a lot of different formulas and stuff like that, you know, so that helps, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not really, you know, people ask me always, oh, tuning hard? It's like, nah, not really. You just need seat time, and then you'll you'll figure it out. That's with anything, I think, you know. Yeah. You know, so it's not like, you know, a person that's a tuner is, you know, has, they're like, you know, oh, what's the word I want to use? They're not a, we're not doing anything magical. Yeah. And everything, and there's nothing new under the sun. So what we're doing right now, people have already been doing that for, like, decades, you know what I mean? It's just a different way now with computers and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So So that's cool, man, that you still have, you pretty much say your career already set out, but you still mm -hmm. want to go and finish up schooling. Yeah. Do you feel yeah. like that knowledge is a really big part of something that, that you desire? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't like to toot my own horn. I think I'm knowledgeable. Toot it, bro. This is where it's at. <laughs> I'm knowledgeable on a lot of stuff that people wouldn't think. You know, it just what this is. You can say tuning just one of them. One thing to know. So do. what else do we got? Oh, I mean, put it this way: anything with cars, I basically can do if I really, really wanted to. So I mean, down to you know, fabrication if I really, really wanted to. But it's like I have to put my mind, heart into it. I mean, when you come to like say. What's the word? Um, what do they do when you do work with houses and stuff like that? Uh, realty? Not realty, like actually working on houses. Oh, construction? Yeah, if I need, if I want, if I, I know I do that if I really needed to. Yeah, so basically, yeah, yeah. I told people they like, oh, do you know how to cook this? If I had, I told them if I had to, <laughs> I can do we'll it. Figure yeah. it out. I can figure it out, or like, you know how to wire this up over here? If I had to, I can't. You know yeah. I mean? Or if I, oh, you know how to tune this? No, but if I had to, I, I can tune it. You know what I mean? You know, that's so, a lot of confidence bro yeah so, so I'm, i told Hell people like, yeah. you know i can do anything i'm mine to you know what i mean okay everybody we're gonna take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be back in one minute yo what's up fool make sure you check out downstar for all of your dress up knees get it popping over here we have all the kiss for the k-series the b-series the transmission the mouse the engine the toro baby we have the hardware for the seats for the stereo we got it for the speakers we got it for the lug nuts we got it for the air valves we got it for everything dog so you make sure you hit us up at downstarring.com or you call us up fool you can even text us lame 818-937-3472 just shoot us a text and tell us what's up dog i need some fucking Balls in this bitch. Hit us up, downstarring.com. Hey, and if you got an Instagram, slide in our fucking DM at downstar. Wait, hit up the homie, Frank underscore downstar. He's the one that takes care of all the DMs. Hit that level up and shoot him a message, and he'll get you all taken care of real nicely. What was the earliest uh, representation of you, like? putting your mind to something and making it come to fruition um i mean i don't know if this is well I, as i look at it now it's really not that hard but i used to like put put the um, computers together from scratch you know what i mean hmm. so like i'll go buy all the parts put it together like you know, a tower a tower yeah okay. i remember and it's funny i remember learning um basic in high school um like programming whatever like coding yeah coding okay. I, I mean that's one thing i actually want to get into yeah actually if i go back to um, why i'm going to go back but it's getting to the coding aspect you know so learning that you know um i know a little bit but none nothing like people know today you know what i mean yeah as far as coding so i want to get into that but i'm gonna get my kid into that stuff you know what i mean um but uh yeah i mean like i said where my career is at right now it seems pretty solid and promising you know what i mean as long as i you know keep positive pressure you know what i mean yeah can't get especially in this industry any industry you can't get relaxed you know what i mean it's like my um one of my teachers said the competition is fierce everybody wants your job you know what i mean so there's lots of people trying to get to where you're at or try to take your job so yeah. it's almost like are you going to let that happen you know so it's like it just speaking of that it's like always in it always basically be pushing yourself to do better and do better and do better and and learn more yeah not staying stagnant because you stay stagnant you're going to be irrelevant at some point you know what i mean yeah so no definitely man now working with Han data what uh what are some some of the things that you do for them uh mainly just testing you know they they have their programmers they write the they you know they do the coding stuff like that and i just test it to see if it works doesn't work mm -hmm. you know if there's bugs here and there i give them suggestions as far as you know tuning suggestions and stuff like that but that's my main thing to test um i go out to events with them and you know help represent them too you know so it's like i'm a i'm a, I'm a tuner you know 
by a trader on my own, but I also work with them. So it kind of helps helps both of us. You know what I mean? They help me, I help them. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah, that's the thing. And like I said, I want to get into the whole coding thing. You know, um, that's like a later date. You know. Would you want to do that to maybe write code for uh, for software, like tuning software? Or? Yeah, tuning software, whether it be Honda, whether it be other platforms. Uh, it is basically even if I don't use it. Just I like to know to, it. Just to know it because you never you never know when you will need it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's almost like, you know, I have a bunch of different equipment for tuning that I'll, I'll buy. I might only use it once out of a year. You know what I mean? And it might end up being one year. I use it like 10 times. It's yeah. almost like, it's like having it, not needing, then needing, not having it. So that's <laughs> yeah. kind of like my mentality when it comes to just education in general. So I might go to, for instance, I might get a degree in, say, um, accounting, but I'm not going to use it. You know, but if I have that, I might use it later on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like I said, knowledge is power. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. You never, no, you never can know enough. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. So when did you uh, get into weightlifting as like, or going to the gym as like a, a lifestyle? Well, it's funny. Okay, so actually, the reason why I even got a gym membership is I remember I had, um, I had to start land speed racing with Doug, with Honda and his RSX, whatever. I remember the first time they strapped me into the to the car seat, whatever. Um, I guess the way they the way they strap you in there is basically they kind of compress you into the car. You can't move. And when they did that, my back started hurting the next day. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I need to go. I need to go get a gym membership. You know, work out. I mean, I used to work out in high school, whatever. Yeah. It was nothing like I do right now. I actually gotten stronger. Yeah. Now than I, I wish I was just strong when I was in high school. Yeah. Probably won't, probably would have went further with that. You know. With your football. Career. Football thing, yeah. Because I was, I couldn't get over 185 pounds, and then for me to get really, really strong. I mean, I was strong, but to get to that next level, you have to basically be eating a lot. And I wasn't eating mm -hmm. like that. You know what I mean? I mean, I see that now. You know. If I kind of try, if I try to eat really 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 healthy, then it's actually harder for me to to either to get stronger or to yeah. get past where I'm at. Well, like if I eat like not like junk, I find I get stronger. You know what I mean? But I kind of find a balance of you know eating healthy, whatever. But again, the whole weight thing, weight training thing started with because of Lancey racing mm -hmm. to help strengthen my back. You know what I mean? Um, and then from there, it just took off. You know? How long ago was that? I started Lancey racing back in. Well, not that I'm doing it right now, but it was from basically 2000, I think it was from 09, and the last time I did a pass was in, um, let me see, 2011, yeah, so from 09 to 11 I did, I was, went to Bonneville with them all the time and raced and, and at El Mirage too. No, so. so you personally raced, yeah. how fast were you going? I mean, the fastest record I have is 232 mile an hour oh, in an Acura RX6 Type S. And the fastest speed, I, the fastest I went off record was like 240. Wow. But then we didn't have any traction because the ground was pretty wet. And then on that pass, the hood that flew off the car, so I had to abort the run. And I think that I think that might have been my last run. When and, the hood flew off? Yeah, the hood flew off. And I, thought the, I, I stopped because I didn't want them to get mad at me. Plus, at the same rate. <laughs> so you would have kept going? I would have kept going, but for one, one, I don't want the, the people to get mad. Like, I, oh, he's he's still going. Why is he doing that? You know what I mean? It's, another thing, too, to be safe because in those cars, I mean, I heard, I don't know if it's that true, but they said when you start approaching 250 mile an hour on those cars, to be really, really, really careful because it's like we don't know how it's going to act. You know what I mean? Because of the, the way the arrow was. We don't know if the car's going to want to lift or anything like that. Oh, on an RSX specifically. Yeah, I mean, we had it. It's, that thing was cage to death and full under tray and all kind of stuff you know i mean the car was pretty solid but it's almost like even me i like say if we'd have kept going yeah i would have cautiously kind of felt felt you know fill the car out to see what yeah. it's going to do so say like 
if I was like at you know at almost at mile marker four, and we're like at maybe say say I was like at two forty three, yeah, you know, and I had like another mile and a half to go, I might have just popped the chute just to see okay how the car feel popping the chute at that speed or how the car shut down. Yeah, I would have slowly just inched up, inched up, inched up because you really don't want to spin at that speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, luckily, I've never spun at that speed, but it's like um, I know people that have, and then. Driving driving that car at that speed, it feels like it's fucking like you're in an airplane. Yeah. And it's like like um, Doug's wife said, when you drive those cars at that speed, you don't steer. You suggest which way you want to go. <laughs> so literally, like the the wind to start leaning on the pushing the car to the left, uh-huh. right? And then you you know, you'll counter it, but the car will still keep going to the left. So you have to kind of like wait. So it's like you suggesting which way you want to go. Yeah. And then it's like you know, just like with drag racing, you hit the shoot, you know through the lights and you stay on the gas until it pulls you down whatever so but you know i've been in bonneville and there's people like you know a couple runs before me they'll do a pass and then you'll hear that they pass away you know what i mean so it's like you when you do stuff like that you just like your life is in your hands so yeah, you, you no, kind of definitely i found different a new respect for cars after doing that you know what i mean yeah so has anybody even taken it faster than that in rsx chassis like that's pretty extreme no not 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 that i know of um in the rsx chassis not that i know of i know there's some other cars like it was some um it was a, a it's like a b series car with a turbo i think he's been i think it's forgot i forgot what his name was but he's been faster by a couple mile an hour than we have um or maybe some gm i mean the record's only like in the i think at the highest like in the 240 range gotcha. so we were right there but we didn't you can say as of now we haven't tried to go back yet i mean the car is still sitting at Honda. it's like ready to do a pass if we really wanted to <laughs> we probably have to go over the suspension and get all the rust out of everywhere you know what i mean yeah, and put yeah, a yeah. and put a motor in there that can handle it but it's like it comes to a point to you know if the conditions are safe <coughs> excuse me if the conditions are safe and if we have enough power to do it you know yeah now um i'm actually going to be doing a podcast later <coughs> on with uh brian from hasport mm-hmm. And uh, I remember that he had mm-hmm. that accident. I was there when he had the accident. No way. I was there. Um, I actually, um, I was one of the first responders, but I actually was one of the first people, one of the first people to go up, you know. So this is what I did. So we were driving up. We had to ask permission to go on the course, whatever. And then um, we drove. I'm like, okay, there goes the engine right there. There goes some parts right there. We pull up because I want to be respectful of, you know, of him and yeah. of all the emergency crew. So I went over there. Well, I didn't go over there, but we kind of pulled up. I seen he was in the car. I seen, okay, he's still moving. He still looks cool. I'm okay. Well, he's good. You know, and then I let the people handle what they're going to handle and not try to be all in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like when, you know, people get in accidents on the freeway. It's like being all in the way and causing them havoc. It's like it's, it's kind of not respectful and it kind of causes like confusion and stuff. But, you know, I was there when that happened. You know, you know, thankfully he was, he came out, you know, came yeah. out in one piece, you know. And then, then and seeing that, you know, that means, because again, you have to respect these cars going that fast because, you know, I mean, you see that that thing tumbled and rolled and all kind of stuff you know and then people don't know it's really hard on your body when that happens you know so you have to be really 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 careful you know in a in a race car any race car whether it be drag racing lancy racing road racing you know yeah so. now do you see that um people nowadays since the drag racing these cars are going really mm-hmm. really fast mm-hmm. do you see that people are taking a lot of shortcuts with uh with safety oh yeah it's like one thing i tell you one thing people don't have in their cars uh, for sure nobody has a fa- uh, fire system mm-hmm. there's almost like you want to invest all that money but you don't have no if the thing catches on fire how are you going to be able to pr- protect it from burning down 
and so yeah. so a fire system would be something inside and yeah you want to you want a fire nozzle on the engine bay you want a fire nozzle um you want one on the engine i'll say one or two in the engine bay you want one by the gas tank whether it be in the back or the front you want one in the, in the driver compartment you know that way it's kind of like to protect your investment to protect you as a driver um I don't know if a lot of these guys think about like you know how quick can they get out of the car when something happens. Mm-hmm. So like, I know like in Lansby Racing they have like they make us do what they call a bailout. Mm-hmm. So they see, you know, how quickly can you get out your car. That's a part of the requirements is to certify you to even race. You know, even the, um, I mean I see a lot of shortcuts. I mean nobody gets hurt really, but you know, say somebody gets hurt, then they'll probably make the rules stricter. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you know, yeah, people could take t- take shortcuts even with, in the way these cages are welded. You know what I mean? Um, it's a lot of things. Like I said, in land speed, land speed land, probably about 75% of these cars will even pass. You know, because I actually, at one point, I used to do in, inspecting, you know, at Bonneville, you know, to let the cars, you know, with inspect all kind of different kind of stuff, whatever. So, but then again, if you if you incorporate all those rules into our sport, which is kind of like an amateur sport still right now, a lot of people wouldn't be able to race, so they might, need, might not even be able to afford to do all that. Or it'll take longer, but it's ultimately for their safety or for our safety, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, um, dude, it's, uh, it's crazy how fast that these cars are going, man. Yeah. And that, and then right now they're putting a lot of weight over the front tire. So, I mean, you gotta be really careful when you shut down, mm-hmm. you gotta shut down again. You have to shut down under power, let the car settle, you know, don't use the back, don't use the brakes too much, you know, when it's at speed, you know, um, but you see like people, you know, it's almost like every time I've been to work with the past two years, people crash. I mean, even hear about it all the time, people crashing now, you know? That can be just from driver experience, stuff like that, you know, and parachute mounting where it's at, you know. If the parachute is mounted too high up, then it's going to pull the car up. Yeah. The, or the back off the, you know, off the ground, whatever, you know what I mean? Now you just ride on the front tires, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I think people are, you know, they're getting better at it from seeing the mistakes of others, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully this year, hopefully, well, hopefully I work with finals this year and even the remainder of the season, nobody gets hurt or nobody's car gets, you know crash or anything like that yeah it always seems like the main objective is just to go faster mm-hmm. and put more power to it mm-hmm. but you really don't see that many innovations in safety yeah i mean from the outside looking in yeah but like i said people i mean you can say me even too um people really don't think about that until it happens you yeah. know everybody's just want to have fun which is cool but you know nobody wants to be morbid and think about well, what if this happens what if that happens you know what i mean yeah so now what do you think of the uh the new trend of the all-wheel drive coming out uh, i think it's cool um i think an all-wheel drive honda is going to be it's, it's uh, this is how i think of all-wheel drive. all-wheel drive honda is basically a gtr in reverse at least that's why i look at it because it's like if you look at those cars when they launch you still got the it's not a true in my opinion it's not a true all-wheel drive because you see if you look at them the back tires are spinning faster than the front mm-hmm. so you don't have full lockup mm-hmm. so it makes them really easy to get off the line so it can be you know a really fierce competitor you know coming up you know now in the future for you know for drag racing you know i mean i think it's a cool thing you know you know i would like to i would own one if people in still cars around you know where i'm at you know I mean? <laughs> yeah you know but i think it's i think it's cool you know but it's uh, and like i'm not i'm not surprised on what the how they're you know how they're performing because like i said i look at them as a, a dtr yeah. I, you know dtr is basically rear-wheel drive with front-wheel drive assist yeah a Honda is a front-wheel drive car, a rear driver assist when it's all-wheel drive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you think that that's a uh, a good, affordable upgrade to do? 
I mean, affordable is subjective. It depends on the person's budget and, you know, how much money they have. But I mean, rather than, you know, diving way deeper into your engine and, you know, building it more of that way. So you mean like keeping it all motor or going turbo and all-wheel drive? I mean... Well, okay, if you want to go fast, you can go fast quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can, you can, you know, depending on your setup, you can skip going you can skip from the tens and go into the, the mid to low eights with an all-wheel drive setup on the honda you know what i mean from a 10 setup yeah <laughs> oh shit yeah you can you can t- you know you can take a fis car going like you know say if you're going like nine twos you can use that same power and if it's all-wheel drive you can probably go like eight thirties i think you know with the with the right setup you yeah. know i mean the cost of you know you gotta do the whole trailing arms and the the drive train i mean that's probably issue. like six Maybe like six Gs, something like that. I don't really never. Have you, have you priced it? I never really priced it. A up. little bit. I think the hardest thing would be to get like the uh, the actual parts, the trans, yeah. and then the diff. I think the trans is the hardest thing to source right now. That, or if you want to do it right the first time, you have to do a get a trans that'll hold all that. Because I yeah. mean, you can do a stock trans setup. You know what I mean? Well, you try to throw some serious power, you're gonna start breaking parts, and then you have to keep replacing, replacing, replacing. So if you, you know, it's like either spend a little right now and spend a lot more as you go along or spend a lot now and not spend that much later yeah you know so now what about all motor versus turbo setup see me i always been i'm a turbo guy i like turbo but all motor is cool and it's respectable you know what i mean um i like the nitro class it's pretty interesting how guys are going really fast with the what they call it, the outlaw class or what they call it the I think it's nitro class. If I'm yeah, not well, yeah, well, basically the guys were in nitro. I think that's pretty badass. So you know? what? What is that actually? Is that just a, a special mixture of fuel? From or? what I hear, because I never specifically, I've never tuned a, um, a car um, running nitro because it hasn't came my way, and then mm-hmm. I never had a need to do it anyway. So um, I heard they're blending it with um, with methanol. Gotcha. So you blend a surface engine with methanol, and then of course it makes you know x amount more horsepower. Yeah. And yeah, just basically like you know, you can turn a car making 440 horsepower into making about you know 510, you know, so it's gonna go that much more faster. Which you know is I mean? a different type of fuel. Yeah, just a well blending, yeah, blending. Yeah. So yeah, you know what I mean. So, I mean that's a cool class. I mean I would like to see. To me, I don't know if when they're gonna do it. It'll be interesting to see turbo guys do that. Yeah. That would be interesting, but I wonder if you know it's gonna be a lot more parts getting thrown all, all over the place <laughs> at first. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll be down to try it, but that's if I have you know if I had time to waste, I'll try it. You <laughs> know what I mean? If you but, had time to waste, what would you build and what would it look like? If I had time to waste, what would I build? That's a good question. Yeah, I know that's a hard one. Dude. Time to waste. Well, I'm probably already wasting time on my S2000. <laughs> <laughs> So it'd be the S2000 chassis? Actually, yeah, I'll do it. I'll kind of, you know what? I would do something like what um, Cole Marmon's doing, mm-hmm. but in an H pattern tranny, you know what I mean? Like, you know, still stick shift. Yeah. I mean, pretty, I know guys have done it already, you know, something like that. Cause like I said, out of all my cars, I had an Evil 10, S2000, RSX. My Evil 10 made more power than my S2000. My S2000 would like, you know, half the horsepower was funner to drive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember driving with it was supercharged, making 470. So it's like making 470 horsepower and like like 300 pounds of torque, no torque, whatever. So now I'm putting a um, a full blown K on there with a 6266 precision ball bearing turbo on there. So that should be pretty crazy. Yeah. And then like I said, I have a um, a Motec M1 on there, and then I integrated the Honda Traction Control box to work with it over can. Got the race. I got all kind of. 
you know, I call it an overkill street car. Yeah. That I'm going to just see what it does. You know what I mean? I'm about to give me a daily that way. I'm to, I work <laughs> now I can work on it. So I'm, Is I'm that your to, daily? Right now, that's my daily. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I need to I need to find me a car that's being late. Well, that's the thing. I haven't got a, another car because I haven't had any time to really look. You know, so I got to give me a, another daily to work on EG. it. <laughs> yeah, but I like to be able to park my car anywhere and not worry about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. That's the yeah. thing, dude. In California, man, it's just... Mm-hmm. Never want to have your car out, like even at the grocery store mm-hmm. or something. Well, see, me, my car is a sleeper, so like way out, way out. Then I park my car anywhere, so I really don't care. I tell people something. That's to my still, I got insurance. You know but I mean? the, it's s two thousand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was thinking more of like the older Civics too. Yeah, I was even thinking about getting like a. I mean, at one point I thought about getting a Tesla, but I was like, eh, it's, it might be a hassle of trying to charge that thing all the time. Really? Right? Yeah, because I'm thinking like the cost of gas. It's like I spend a lot of money on gas a month, so it's like. How can I cut that down? You know? I've always wondered what the trade-off would be versus gas versus your electrical bill, because you're at, you're paying for well, something. Actually, I did the I did the math. So I mean, it's not that on a good month you can say I only spend like maybe two hundred and seventy-four dollars in gas. You know what I mean? And then a Tesla at the same rate, I'll only save like maybe okay. So say two seventy-four to operate a gasoline power vehicle, my two thousand. A Tesla only only cost me eighty-three dollars a month to operate for the same mileage. Wow. So you're only saving like 200 and some dollars, which depending on how you look at it, it really ain't that much. I mean, it is, but it isn't. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, optimally, you, you need to get a, if you buy one of those, you got to get a, a charging station put in your house, whatever, so you can charge your own car. And let, you know, so that way you have to wait at the station. You can't just plug it into the wall? If you plug it into the wall, it takes like a week to charge it. <laughs> Maybe more than that. Yeah, the, the, the wall charger, the 110 volts is not enough to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get the, and then install a thing in your house is like, you know, between maybe, I don't know, two to five grand oh, to get installed in your house. And that will charge your car overnight. Does that yeah. charge, does it change it like to 210 or is it something well, it totally like, different? No, it's like 220, but then it's like, I guess it's more, I mean, Doug knows more because Doug has a Tesla, but it's yeah. more of the rate of how fast it charges it, you know what I mean? Or you can go to the supercharging stations and they'll give you half a battery in like, in like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So your house one is not going to do it that quick because there's not enough, you know, amperage or whatever. Yeah. So. Have you driven one before? Uh, no, I ridden I ridden Dugs. You know, I Does mean, I think it feel it's cool. Fast? It's fast. I mean, I was looking at the model. The model threes go zero to sixty in like, I think like three seconds. Yeah, or yeah, three, yeah. You know, um, but I think the fastest one to go like in two point six, two point seven seconds. I whatever. think it might even be a little lower than that. Those are yeah. fast, man. But see, the crazy thing with the Tesla is that um, if you want the one, okay, so the newer ones, newest ones to get like I think either three hundred. They're advertised at 370, yeah. the, the range on a full charge. And if you want that ludicrous mode, it's like another 20 grand. So, I mean, you can get a, a Model S probably like for like in the 90s, whatever. But it's like, is it worth all that? Yeah. And then that that number they give you is like, you know, with the, with the, in, in warm weather, in cold weather, your mileage is going to decrease. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's a lot of things they don't say about. And they're, they're good cars, but it's like right now, it's like, Depending on how much you drive and where you go, it's like it might be a hassle here and there, depending, you know. Yeah, no, definitely, especially if you want to do like long distance trips yeah. or something like that. You actually got to plan it into the trip. Yeah. Now, what about if budget wasn't um, wasn't a thing? What would it? What I get right now? Yeah. What would you get? If budget wasn't a thing for me, I just need a cruiser. I'll probably get like a, a 19, uh, either M3 or M4, fully optioned out, and just leave it alone. Yeah. It's a daily. You know what I mean? I could probably mod it, but I probably wouldn't be interested in modding because I got my 6,000. 
Yeah, I actually have um, the 2017 M4. Okay, okay. Love that car. Yeah, so bro. that's. I'm looking. That's what I, honestly I'm looking at right now. Um, getting a BMW. It was, yeah. it was looking at the BMW. It was looking at a Type R. But it was like a Type R. I don't know if I want to pay all that money for that car. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, I like them. Yeah, I, that's another thing. I've driven them so much from you know working with my dad. It's almost like okay, I got, I got that out of my system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost like oh yeah, Type R is it's cool, you know, because I've driven it. So it's like yeah. you know, I'm not. I know I'm not missing anything because I know what they can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so I mean, if they're like the same price as an R6 Type S, I'll buy one right now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But now, what do you think about the new Corvette coming out? I've heard about it, um, but still only a two seater though. So is it? I think. I haven't really looked at it. I think it's still only... If it's like it the, probably is because now that it's a mid-engine. Yeah, and see me, I'm not I'm not for auto. They're going to mark it up. I don't know if they pay no markup on yeah. the Corvette. It's like they're marking up the... Um, what is that? The, the, um, the Supra? The Supra. Yeah. I think that's ridiculous. I think any markup is ridiculous. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not, it's, like, it's not that serious. It's a car. <laughs> Especially in California. It's like, you know... You know, you, you buy a car to go sit in traffic for like three hours out of the daytime. It's like, so I'm paying $800 a month to sit in traffic for three hours a day. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's one of the reasons why I haven't got a car yet because I, th I think about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I'm paying to sit in traffic. I'm paying to sit in traffic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you like the new Supra? Uh, I don't like it or dislike it. I mean, I've heard people say it's like a BMW Z4. Yeah. I mean, I looked at it and look at it. And it looks like a BMW on the inside. You know what I mean? Um, and it's I, a BMW power plant. Yeah, it's basically right? it's a BMW. It's a, it's it's almost the same thing that that um. Well, I mean, Toyota's done it before, right? So um, with the the boxer with the FRS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, basically it's a BRZ, same thing. It's a Toyota mixed with basically it's Subaru. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean, so I guess it's a new trend. So I guess who is Honda going to match up with Honda and? And who, who like Honda and Ford. <laughs> so you'll, you'll have a, I don't know, you'll have a Honda with it. Well, they, I guess they have their own turbo motors now. Yeah, EcoBoost in a new Type R. With it's a collabs, dude. Yeah, EcoBoost with, in a Type R. They both have Bosch ECUs. So, and then, I mean, who handles better? I don't know. It's kind of crazy to see that, man. Yeah. Like car companies collabing well, actually, together. This would be a good, good collab. Well, not good, but. You get a four focus rs with a with a type r power plant in it yeah 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 you know because if you look at the four focuses versus the type r is the type r's make more power yeah i would have never yeah. gave the four focuses a second look until mm -hmm. they started doing like the gymkhana kind of shit yeah with them. And i was like oh wow mm -hmm. it's actually a pretty serious car yeah i mean another car that's cool i still like i mean i wouldn't get them because i think the motors are like glass but uh subaru mm -hmm. the subaru the stis they're yeah. those things are like well the the um, the WRX motor is like glass. The STI is a little bit better. You know, oh, I mean? really? it's still the, you know, still the EJ whatever. But yeah, I mean those cars too. Those cars are they're pretty pricey, but at least they don't mark them up. You know what I mean? So I would say market for market, but I would think a, a STI is more worth it than a than a um, Supra. So what yeah. what year STI are you thinking? I mean, if I were here, when yeah. I'll get a new one, I'll get like a oh, 19. Really? You know I mean? I've always liked the uh, it was like the mid two thousands. Yeah, I mean, it's, well, yeah, the old, like for, 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 for raw power, the 06 was probably the best, that, that, that year, you know, Subaru is, I mean, as they gotten older, went up in year model, whatever, they actually make less and less power from the factory because they all the emissions components are on them, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I like the 06s too, though. Now, since your pops was into uh, old school cars, you never mm -hmm. got into that? No, never got into it, and you can say, I'm 
still not really into it. I mean, I I mean, my buddy has a a, a V8 with a supercharger on it that I tuned, so that thing's pretty badass. You what know, chassis is that? It's a um. Let me see. What is it? It's a um. We call it a Grand National, but it's okay. really a um. What's a It's a Buick Regal, Regal T-Type. Got you. You know what I mean? So I think it comes with a V6 originally, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he put a, what is it, a LS, a LSX motor into it, gotcha. whatever. Um, a crate motor. I mean, I think those things are pretty badass, but me, I look for power and efficiency in the same package, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you want to get, be honest, the only thing that I really get, okay, power, efficiency, and cost in one package. The closer you get to that is a Tesla. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, because it, it's fast, it's efficient, and then for the price point. So for the same price point, you can get like a BMW, whatever, but um, it's not get the same kind of gas mileage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the performance, it'll be the same, but from a dig, the Tesla's going to get you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, the Mercedes is more moddable. You know what I mean? It just depends how you look at it, you know? Yeah. No, we're not Mercedes. The, the Tesla. B, the, or the BMW. BMW yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Mercedes is cool, too. Yeah. My, mom, my mom got a Mercedes, whatever. So that's cool. You know what I mean? So, what about carbureted? Did you ever get into that? Not really. I mean, I've tuned a couple car riders, but it's, it's, I would say I'll be, okay, if I have time to do it, I'll do it. Is it my choice of, is it my first choice to do? No. Yeah, I mean, so like, you know, at our shop, we're at church, we have like three tuners. Mm-hmm. Well, Sean's the owner, and then, and then me, and then this is uh, one guy, his name is uh, Henry. He started recording this recently. So it's three of us. So it's almost like if he had a guy that comes in with a carburetor, then I'm be like, Sean's going to do that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They've actually, do you know how to do it? Yeah, I know how to do it. But, the screwdriver. but yeah but it's almost like well wait, okay so the way the, some clarity the way we work there is like we all know how to tune everything but we all have our cliche things that we work on you know what i mean so then it's almost like you know depending on what car comes in we know who's going to do it yeah you know what i mean so it's like that's kind of like how i think about it you know so unless i really really have to i won't do something there yeah, yeah unless i have to or say if i decide for whatever weird reason i want to if i got extra time or somebody requests me to do something, then fine, I'll do it. You know what I mean? But, yeah. you know, for example, if an FRS comes into our shop, Sean's tuning it. Gotcha. They ask me, Daniel, you know how to tune FRS, uh, FRS on Architect? Yeah, but who does at your shop? Sean does it. Yeah. Or so somebody comes into the shop on, uh, say, uh, Infinity, who's going to, does Sean know how to do it? Yeah, but who's probably going to tune it? Probably me. Mm-hmm. Or if somebody comes in with a, with a Subaru, who's going to tune it? Well, that's a toss-up because all of us do Subarus. You know, if it's a, you know, if it's a, you know, a FA 20 motor, you know, it's more likely going to be me. Or, I mean, it depends on what we're doing. Or Sean or Henry. Um, if a Honda comes in, who's going to do it? Probably me. Does Sean have to do it? Yeah. Does Sean have to do it? Yeah. You know, I mean, it depends. If a BMW comes in on uh, on uh, Mega Square, who's going to do it? Uh, Sean. You know, do, does I do it? Yeah. Or if somebody comes in with a, with a Link ECU, with a... Um, what motors are linked like a um somebody just called me about that uh, um i don't know somebody with like a link who's gonna do that one me yeah so like i said we have our cliche thing somebody comes in with a ctsv who's gonna do it sean you know sean he actually he owns a ctsv or you know those are fucking sick yeah, those things are bro. badass yeah you know what i mean so like i said we have our we have our cliche things and it, and it gets and it's we're so busy to where we can kind of function like that you know what i mean so it's like you know it's not that i'm picking choosing what i want to do but it's like that's kind of like how it works you yeah. know what i mean Let's touch on the the CTSV a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I've seen the, the popularity of those grow mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. What are people actually doing to them to make a lot of power? Is it just as simple uh, as like a cam and a tune? 
Well, actually, the simplest thing you can do on those things, you can do, well, I see them do, you can do an exhaust. Okay, we'll get really, really simple. Uh, I want to uh, sound fucking bad. <laughs> oh, okay, so her, so simple as you do a pulley, some injectors, a flex fuel kit, and a tune. Uh-huh. Done. And if you and then after that, you can do an exhaust. If you want to get really crazy, you can do, you can do long, long tube headers. Um, and then if you oh, want to do even shit. more, you can do like an intake, you know what I mean? And then you can do an upper and lower pulley if you want even more boost. You can change a blower if you want to. So they come stock with a blower. Stock with a, stock with a blower, yeah. Okay. Like I said, the simplest thing that's what Sean does. It did to his. Just in, I think a lower pulley, injectors, and a flexible kit in the tune. So what does a car like that cost nowadays? Oh, if I were to guess, maybe. Mm, I would say anywhere between fifty to seventy. Well, I'm not sure which is the one that I'm what year it would be but it's like the coupe with like the fat kind of back end yeah those see I don't know the years but I would say that range might be uh, like between 14 and 17 got you yeah I mean it's funny like people ask me like a lot of times I'm in the shop I don't be paying exactly attention what it's what yeah and then it's like I don't know what year and what name I mean, even with Hondas mm-hmm. um, people are like oh you have a um you know, I mean, I kind of know more now, but they'd be like, oh, you have a... Um, an FZ1? Uh, yeah, I'm like, what is that? Or EF or somebody come in and like, oh, I have a... Um, like, I mean, even now, I mean, now I know, but somebody's like, oh, you have an SR20 blue top. <laughs> but you have a... What is it? Is it four-cylinder? Turbo or whatever? Yeah. Oh, Nissan. Oh, okay. Or they'd be like, oh, I have a... Um, what's another one? I have a VQ30 or, <laughs> yeah. or something. But oh, I have an HR motor. What's a you know yeah. I, I you know the lingo bro they give the, me lingo. the lingo yeah I mean even down to like you know you know yeah the I mean yeah because you know in Honda Land you have your, your K twenty eight two your your Z one your Z three yeah, yeah, yeah. you know your um I don't know but yeah I don't do all that lingo stuff yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. no I feel you man but on the about those caddies dude mm-hmm. like I've been falling in love with those all things are bad man. I mean if I had one I would do like a I'll do automatic yeah. I mean, the sticks are cool, but the, to me, the automatics are more fun. Yeah. You know, I mean, even even down to the, the new Accords, like the the new ones, mm-hmm. they have the the stick shift and they have the automatics. To me, the the automatics are faster. Yeah. You know I mean, is it like the dual clutch? Dual clutch. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if it's dual clutch, but it feels like it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely faster. You know, what I mean, to me, the the regular cords feel heavy and slow. Yeah. Even with a flex flex fuel kit on it, you know. What I mean? Yeah, I have the uh, the M4 and it has the the dual clutch trans, yeah, yeah. dude, and that shit is fucking nasty, it's badass, bro. Yeah. It's so fun, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the fastest thing in the world, yeah. but it's just it's the perfect package to everything that yeah. you need, especially like the interior, the mm-hmm. leather. Just it has like the red interior with the yeah. carbon, and it's like, what more can you want? It's the overall daily driver experience. Yeah. I mean, so it's like. Like I said, you know, it gets to a point to where you know you can't have the fastest, fastest car because then it's like it might not be more, it might not be practical to drive that on the street. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I say. I'm gonna get a daily, and then I say that now, but I'm not gonna. Well, I know I'm not gonna really do that much to it because, you know. Could you stop yourself? Oh yeah, I already have now. Like I said, I had a, I had like at one point I had like three cars, and I got rid of two of them. Yeah. You know, and then I, um, you know, even when it comes to the. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm messing with um, my buddy's car now when it comes to drag racing, so that kind of like fulfills a little need right there. So, you know, I don't need to go that fast on the street no more because the way I look at it is like you can get in trouble doing that too. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you go over 100 miles an hour, not like that. If you go, if you exceed 100 miles an hour, especially in California, they can take, take you to jail. 
and then, yeah. your, and then your and then your license and it's like for me I ain't like got to, I ain't got time for all that I ain't got no. I, don't have, I don't have time to go to court for an arraignment <laughs> on a traffic ticket it's like there's no time for that you know what I mean dude that's so funny that you say that because the other day uh, it was about two weekends ago we're mm-hmm. driving home from LA and mm-hmm. I'm in the M4 with my wife and these I see these two cars speeding behind me and then mm-hmm. they stop right next to me yeah and I'm just like fuck it let's go for it so yeah. I just smash uh, and then I, I pull away from them and uh-huh. I look and I see a cop fucking coming Come. after me and I was over a hundred uh-huh. already so right when he gets me I pull off mm-hmm. and dude he didn't even give me a ticket bro oh, that's bad. I was while I was going to pull over I'm uh-huh. just thinking like the worst Mm -hmm. fuck i could get the car taken away Mm -hmm. i could be going to jail (laughs) right now he just literally caught me street racing yeah a lot of times from what i've seen cops if you um not not like that but if you like respect them and you like they see or he's seen you're pulling over you're putting your hazards on you're stopping it's like okay this is a respectable person we're not gonna like we'll give him some slack within their their means you know what i mean um and i mean depending on what they call in i know depending on what they call in and depending on what's on their little camera, it's a, it's to their discretion what they're gonna do. Yeah. So like if they call in, oh, there's a car flying on the freeway and it's at a high rate speed, speeding and he's racing. If he doesn't come back in to a superior and then be like, okay, so what happened with that? So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He can get in trouble for letting you go. So then, but then if he like if he doesn't call in, he just sees you and he pulls you over and you are cool with him, he can let you go. Yeah. And give you a warning because he didn't like you know put himself online. So a lot of people don't realize when it come to cops. A lot of times they they have somebody else that they got to answer to. That's why they, you know, act the way they act. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And at my older age, I've uh, come to respect them a lot more and just look mm-hmm. at it as it's your job to catch me and it's my job not to get caught. Exactly. So if you catch me, I mean, that's my bad. <laughs> that's what I do. Like I, I, in the past, I got in tickets. I went to court. And I'm like, oh, they caught me. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I was like, hopefully they don't catch me again. So I was, just keep it honest. Like, yeah, you caught me. I was breaking the law. You know, I'll try my best not to do it. Again. I, you know, either I won't, I'll, I'll slow down. I'll try my best not to get caught or again. Get caught again, you know. Or yeah. like even when it comes to window tint, it's like, oh yeah, my windows are tinted. You know. Yeah. Um, I'm pay, I'm paying the <laughs> ticket. I'm not gonna remove the tint. And if I get caught again with the tint, I'll have to pay it again. <laughs> yeah, now, I told yeah. a judge that before. You know, just I'm not. I tell him I'm I'm paying a ticket. I'm not gonna remove the window tint. Yeah. You know, so oh, if we see you outside, I'm gonna give you a ticket. Okay, we'll see you outside then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's being honest, you know. I think that that's the biggest thing that they have over people is like the the, the financials mm-hmm. of it. But really, you can just do whatever you want, and you just have to pay for the consequences. Yeah, but then if you it. but if you if you keep it chill, like you said, a lot of cops they, when you, at least you know overall we, we tune a couple cars that are they're cops. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah, I know a lot of cops that are into cars and stuff like that, and they're the cops are just they're people too. They just trying to have fun, you know what I mean? So. If you're cool with them and you don't give them a reason to message you, they're not gonna mess with you. At least over where I'm at. Yeah, no, over other, where we're at. Over where right, yeah. Man. I mean, other places than yeah. I know cops are. They can be kind of weird depending on whatever is going on. You know what I mean? But you gotta respect that too. You know, they're under pressure. Hell know? yeah. They're under a lot of pressure, so you know, I'm not surprised about how the way they act. Yeah. I mean, like the other day, you know, cop, you know, over in California getting shot up a bunch right now. You know, officers be going to lunch and they got they they're covering their weapon. Yeah. And so people are like, why you got why you got their hand on their guns? Like, dude, because a couple of his homies got shot a couple of weeks ago. What do you expect? You know what I mean? I think so. people disconnect uh, police officers from being actual real mm-hmm. people yeah. that are just doing a job. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I have a buddy who's a who's a police officer in Oxnard where mm-hmm. I live at, and it's mm-hmm. really changed my idea mm-hmm. of 
mm-hmm. police yeah you know and it's it's their job to make you follow yeah. the rules and in, yeah. if you're gonna break your break the rules like yeah. you gotta deal with the consequences yeah actually you know, one of my buddies he's he's really was really he's really really into cars and he just became a a, a sure yeah and so and he i mean he tells me he's like dude he's like he says there there are cops in there that they they he says crazy they do ego trip though a lot of them yeah 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 they, they ego trip big time but he's like there's a lot of them, there's a quite a few of them that aren't like that I know he's not like that you know what I mean yeah. but like you said they're in there to do a job and they gotta you know they gotta be on their p's and q's and you know yeah I think anything man just respect goes a long way mm-hmm. depending on whatever situation you're yeah. in yeah it's usually the best to to navigate it through that dude but true true. Daniel, thank you so much, bro. bro. I appreciate it. Nick, Nick gave me the challenge, and he said you're never gonna get three words out of him. And I was like, all right, let's let's try it out, dude. <laughs> no, and, for sure, uh, for sure. Hopefully, we get you come in the studio one of these days. Yeah, I mean, your, your time is busy, man. No, I'll be but, down uh, to come down to the studio. I'm bring I bring Nick with me. <laughs> okay. They, 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 we can we can tell them the real real. <laughs> all right, hell yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely all. <laughs> Y'all ain't ready for the real, real. Oh, we're gonna do it. It's gonna be nah. off camera, guys. So nah. I'll let you know. No, nah, because like, we, we, nah, like I said, I try. I'm, I'm keeping professional right now, but people, <laughs> people that know me, me, you know. Downtime with Downstar. After dark. After, oh, oh. <laughs> that, that's the other podcast, yeah. man. That one's coming later. For sure. But uh, definitely, man. Hopefully, I see you next weekend at H Day. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. And uh, for everybody listening, where can they find you at? And where can they contact you if they want to get a tune done? Well, at H Day, you'll see me at the Honda booth. If mm-hmm. they want to contact me, you can contact me on my Instagram. It's uh, D underscore B U T L 3 R. Um, and or anybody that knows me you can contact them and they can tell you how to reach me but yeah you can reach me on instagram um facebook is simple my name daniel butler got you the guy with the red hat hell yeah man the man with the plan and uh can they just contact you straight at church if they want to get you can, a tune? You can you can call me there too you know church automotive church automotive testing a lot, i tell a lot of people now because like we you know we we're really busy we're not i mean we're not busy like that but it's like sometimes the phone rings a lot so it's like it's easier to you know through email or through text or whatever you know what I mean or Instagram yeah. you know what I mean so but yeah you can try calling Aaron and a lot of times you know they'll redirect them you know to me if need be you know what I mean yeah so. hell sure. yeah man thank you bro I appreciate it Daniel right, um, no once again guys it's downtime with Downstar and we out peace All right. so-